Hey, Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We are two best friends passionate about having real conversations about where real life meets the gospel. Meet us here every Tuesday as we go to God's Word about different topics we all face. No matter if you're in the car or doing laundry around the house, we hope that you feel like you're sitting right across the table from us enjoying your Chick-fil-A sweet tea. Yes, girl. We would so love if y'all would take the time to rate and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget about our free resources on our Instagram and at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. Welcome back, Chosen Girl fam. We are so glad to be back again talking about discipleship. We hope that you had an opportunity to join us last week with Mac and Kins talking about um, discipleship, what that means, what it looks like for our lives, some very practical uh, steps that we can take as individuals. But we're so glad to continue this series because we have all been called to discipleship. Absolutely. So we're calling this episode Discipleship 101. Yes. Picture this being your first course. (laughs) (laughs) No, we are by no means experts. Y'all know that we are not theologians. We have no formal religious training, but we have just gone to the Word to look up this Word that is used so much in churches and in Christian language. And it's something that we can go right over that if we don't know like the nitty gritty of what it means but even more importantly how to apply it yes then you kind of get lost and i am pulling a dog hair out of the microphone from my car (laughs) there are traces of coke collins everywhere no coke collins is everywhere (laughs) he's my chocolate lab everybody but yeah also if y'all don't care if y'all don't care If y'all don't care, we would love it if you took the time after you listened today. If you haven't already rated or subscribed to our podcast, shared it on your Instagram story with some friends. We have gotten some mind-blowing feedback from you guys, just comments and messages. And some of you are old friends and some of you are new friends that we've never met. And literally, when Liz and I send each other screenshots, we're crying, like (laughs) sobbing, You have no idea how much it makes our day because... The reality is is that we're doing this for the kingdom of God. As much as we love you all as individuals as well, we're doing this for God. And so we don't always know what impact we're making. Yeah. And so for you to take time to rate, subscribe, or leave us a kind comment, or even just feedback in general. on Any feedback. Yes. On our um, social media platforms or wherever you listen. Right. (laughs) We're fragile. (laughs) Or I am. Liz is not. That is not true. That is not true, but um, we just, we really appreciate any time that that you all are here, but we also love it when you give us some feedback too. For sure. This is, this is for, we do this for, for the Lord and um, what he's laid on our hearts. And we are just glad that you all are here along for the journey. Yes. And congratulations. It's March again. What? (laughs) Like I wasn't quite sure that we were out of March. (laughs) From last year, but we've come around and we are, in fact, in a new March. March last year was three months long. For sure, um, if not more. Yeah. Sarah and I were talking about it because of the, the way the pandemic hit. We didn't see each other for nearly three months, which was probably the longest amount of time yes. we'd gone without seeing each other in years, at least since yes. I was in college. Seriously. Um, so, you know, you guys have made it. Because for us Nashvillians, it was tornado. Yes. Then pandemic. 
And so there there was a lot of unknowns. And, and I know that a lot of you guys have faced even more so since then with family members being sick or you may have been sick yourself or losing your job. But take a moment right now. Look back on this mm-hmm. past year. You have come so far. You have grown so much. And it's okay that it sucked. You don't have to look back right. on it sentimentally. You can look back and be like, wow, that was hard. And I did that. Yeah. That's how, wow. I'm, that's how I'm looking back on the last year. Because so much has happened in my personal life. Mm-hmm. But the the greatest thing about it is I'm not praising the 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 storm that we went through, but the one that delivered me from it. Okay, and I'm girl. so thankful that the Lord, uh, <laughs> <laughs> y'all we're laughing because let, one full transparency, y'all, my stomach has, has been talking to me all evening and I'm just like, all right. It's because she made some amazing roast beef tips. Yes. And amazing so bacon sweet. mashed potatoes. And then topped it off with some chocolate chip cookies. Y'all, if you come to my house, you're not going to leave hungry. We're very health conscious here at Chosen Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we drink water. In there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, you, we, we know that you guys are family. So, I'm, you know, I know you're not going to judge. But um, I'm so thankful that the Lord has delivered us through such a, such a trying year. Seriously. Um, and I was talking to a family member earlier today. And uh, because I have had a loved one that passed away and it's even though it's a hard situation and um you know the sting of death is it, it that is what it is it, it stings it's hurtful but um not just death of that but sometimes it was a death of expectations or that the death of your senior year of high school or college or the things that yeah had we're expectations all grieving for. stuff and that's okay but I, I hope that you rest assured that the lord got you through this and let it stand as a testament that when additional trials come your way that you won't be alone for sure because you weren't alone this time absolutely so good we've taken a, a we took a little a detour but we coming back to yes we always come back <laughs> discipleship 101 so we're just going to start with just the bones of mm-hmm. what is a disciple yeah um the literal definition is a student or a pupil but if you look at the greek definition it's a follower or an adherer mm-hmm which means you adhere, you apply mm-hmm. the teachings to your actions. That's true. Basically. Yeah. So we're already getting deep. We're going to take some hot takes on discipleship <laughs> here. And any of the hot takes that we do take along the way, I hope that you guys see as conviction, kind of like um, Liz and I perceive it, because we can always do better. We can always follow mm-hmm. more closely to the teachings of Christ. We can always act better. This is not a striving. This is just a trying to be like the perfect goal that we have for us. That is Jesus. So yeah. we realize we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to be be just like Jesus here on this side of heaven, but we can be so much better than we were in our past. So much better than we were today, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the angle that we're taking this as. No condemnation. Another Bible verse, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This is all in the spirit of moving forward and actually kind of putting our money where our mouth is when it comes to, not literal money, but proof is in the pudding. Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever metaphor you want to adhere to here <laughs> um, in our Christian walk of well, that's what living it out. Is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
his, it, you kind of go back to the verse, you know, faith without works is dead. And it's not, you can't work your way through heaven. Yeah. But if you really want to show that you are not just a, um, a Christian, but a, a follower of Christ, mm-hmm. you have, there has to be action to back it up. For sure. I mean, what difference does it make to, especially to a non-believer, if you say, yes, love your neighbor, but you never show compassion and love to your neighbor. Yeah. What does that say? So one of the things also is that like disciple, uh, discipleship and discipleship, excuse me, disciple, that word is only used after Jesus was born and in the gospels and in acts, if you're looking for specifically. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Like, well, it it makes, there had to be a person to follow. There had to be someone to follow, which granted, you know, when we look at the old Testament, we know that everything was more so law based. And that's one of the beautiful things. I I love the book of acts because it's a transitional book. It helps those working through the idea of up until now, everything has been based in the law, the laws of either I have to do this or I'm here because of my family genealogy or in all these things to a relationship that no longer we abolish the laws. And it's about following Jesus and having that personal relationship with God. The veil was torn. That opportunity is now open. Yes. And so it's a changing of mindset. So uh, that's why I, I love that, you know, af- disciple is used after Jesus, because like you said, we had to have someone to follow. Yeah. And I mean, of course, God has always existed, like Alpha yes. and Omega, beginning Absolutely. and the end. But it's really hard to follow something that doesn't have tangible action wrapped in flesh mm-hmm. here on this earth. So if we're going to have a human wrapped in flesh example, that's exactly what God did for us mm-hmm. by sending Jesus, who was, and this doesn't add up mathematically, 100% God, 100% man. So we mm-hmm. could see exactly how God would interact as a human mm-hmm. And that is Jesus. And, you know, we talk about a lot in church and even just in Christian culture, like, you need to have a relationship with God. You need to have a relationship with God. And, of course, like, that's obviously important. Mm -hmm. But we don't talk a lot about the specifics of, like, being an actual disciple of Jesus. No. And how to do that. And how we're going to mess up in that and how we're Mm going to fall out of that sometimes. And that's okay. We're going to jump right back in. Mm -hmm. Um, Because all of us follow a lot of things, especially when you think about it in terms of social media. Yeah. I mean, we're following hundreds or thousands of people. We follow... Like, we, we used the metaphor earlier, Liz, when we were studying this, talking about, like... You know, we both follow certain chefs mm-hmm. on social media and we follow their recipe. And then we're all always excited to share that chef and what they've created and how they've helped us in our kitchens mm-hmm. with our friends. Like, oh right. my gosh, yes, let me send you this resource. Let me send you this. Yes. And think of that 10 times more exponentially with Jesus because he didn't just change a recipe for us or <laughs> how easy something was in the kitchen. Like he's changing our life. Like yes. he's changing our eternity. Yes. And how we love others and how we treat others. He's changing our reputation, our legacy. That's what we're following. Absolutely. And that, that still just like blows my mind. Sometimes I, I take a moment to think about what was it like to live in the same time period as Jesus? Yeah. And to think, would this have been someone that I would follow? Girl, talk I, about a hot take. Well, I'm just what? saying, a yeah. lot of us 
go someone if you see some, like someone who's going against what what the laws have said against the grain we it's not natural for us to go against the grain as people yeah but here he here he was and you ha- either had a choice of you know you can follow him or you can deny him yeah and so i i think it's so interesting when we start looking at also at, at just discipleship in general but when i think of disciple um as by the definition a student or a pupil we are not students and pupils or followers of god by that definition disciple yeah. was never used well i, I say never in the it old was, testament it was used in the old testament but not to describe the relationship between us and god god and man yeah that yeah, is yeah. a different relationship but jesus here brought down to earth because if that were if it were um that was the case then why wouldn't the people of the pharisees who were learning to be rabbis why were they not called disciples, disciples? yeah for sure it's just just a thought. Yeah, and we're going to kind of, I don't know, convict us all with this concept of, you know, what does it look like to call yourself a Christian versus what it's like to be a disciple of Christ? And I was actually listening to a sermon this past week, and the pastor really challenged me to think about, like, hey, Am I using the word Christian as this security blanket, as just one part of my identity, um, just to say like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. You know, people would assume that of people who live in the South or assume that of people of certain moral standards. And that's just one of those things like, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I have this personality, I have that personality. And that's kind of how our culture has thrown around the word Christian kind of as that security label. Mm-hmm. And really the first time that the word Christian was used was in Acts 11, which was right after, you know, Jesus descended into heaven or ascended into heaven. And it was used to describe the disciples because it literally means like little Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what Christian means? I think you've got that pulled up. It says relating to or professing Christianity or its teachings. Yeah. So technically, like a disciple is a Christian yeah. in a way. Well, Christ, the word, the root word of Christian is Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, that, that's what it is. Yes. To be a follower, we its original meaning is to, meaning is to be a follower of Christ. But we have taken it away from an action Yes, meaning word to, to be a, a noun, a noun meaning yeah. like a descriptor of our of our lives, and that's not what Jesus has told us to do with the yeah to because do with the gospel. All of the words for disciple, student, pupil, follower, adherer involves action, mm-hmm. and so I think, and I'm saying this with so much respect to the church because we are the church. The church just it, it isn't a place or mm-hmm. a certain denomination. It's us as a people, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're the bride of Christ, and Christ came and died for his church and laid his life down for his church. So obviously the church is very important, so I say this with high respect to the church. But because humans are involved in the church, we've gotten it wrong. Yeah, And you look at the word Christian, and so many people, I mean a huge majority of our population say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. 
But how many actually look like cross followers, myself included? Oh my gosh, I'm having one of those moments. Um, a, a social reference break for please tell me you've seen those TikToks and just like, oh, so you're a Christian. Well, then show me how you love your neighbor. And it's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the little music in the background, but but in all honesty, I think that's what we're seeing. Yes, it is the generation, our generation, and the ones that are coming are recognizing the. Oh. <laughs> So sorry, everyone. I moved the mic. That there was we my go. Fault. <laughs> um, what, what we're seeing is people recognizing the um, the lack of authenticity when it comes between what has been a, the noun Christian and the action verb Christian. Yeah, to mean an actual follower of Christ. But whenever we're looking at discipleship, that's what we're talking about: is putting action behind the words that has been shared. I'm going to go ahead and share a verse from Matthew. Um, The Great Commission. This is in the last, the last chapter, the last verses of um, Matthew, which is one of my favorite books. Um, But in verse 18, chapter 28, verse 18, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And and surely I'm with you always to the very end of age. And I love that whenever we break this verse down as far as what does that discipleship actually look like, he's very clearly said um, in his authority, which is on heaven and in, in heaven and in earth, on earth, excuse me, therefore go. So first of all, don't stay where you are. That you, yeah, that you you need to leave where like where you currently are. Doesn't mean like right now in your life because the Lord said to go and make disciples. That means you have to pick up from your hometown or from wherever you're staying and go. Yeah. But it does encourage us to leave what is so familiar, where the gospel might has already saturated, and to to be mindful that there are there that this is bigger. The world is bigger than just. Our Christian bubbles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that may even just mean like go out of your comfort zone. Exactly. Like it's an action. Like, it is. Like it, it doesn't mean just stay still. Yes. Yes. In your belief. It means move forward in it, your belief. Exactly. Yeah. And we should do so without fear and make disciples of all nations. So that's that's chasing after people who, once again, are not like us. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And when we're looking at the term baptism, um, it's not only is it, you know, by being immersed or accepting into Christianity, but also to be introduced to something. Yeah. To, to um, what was the word? Um, I'll keep my brain. Just, I know. I can't think of it either, but I know exactly what you're talking when that happens. I keep wanting to say employ, but to be, um, oh, goodness, initiated into something. Yes. And that's what is so beautiful. So finding those who are not familiar and introducing them to Jesus Christ, yes. to the gospel, to to God, and you know, allowing them to become familiar with the Holy Spirit. Um, because how else are they going to know? Exactly. I mean, not, that, not that God cannot miraculously like show them and discern that, but He has given us that command. Well, there's even a verse, and I can't think of it right now, but I literally read it studying for this, and it's like. And if no one preached, then how would they know? And if no one heard, you know, it's it's that verse that's like faith comes by hearing. Yes. And hearing by the word of God. So how can you have faith? How can you believe if you hadn't heard and if right. you didn't know? Mm-hmm. And so that's basically what Jesus is saying. Like this is going to be a trickle down effect. Obviously, it's been doing a pretty good job because here we are Thousands in the year of years tw- later, 2021. 
um, AD, you know, (laughs) still talking about this. And, and have we messed up in, in our execution of Mm -hmm. this? Absolutely. I'm talking about as human mankind, not as a generation or a culture or anything. I'm talking about an imperfect mankind. But the whole point, guys, like, if you look at Christianity as a faith in general, it's not about pointing to a pastor. It's not about pointing to a doctrine. It's not about pointing to a um, denomination or a particular group of people. It's about pointing to Jesus. Alone, yeah. And if we say, hey, look at him. And even I think it's Paul that says, hey, follow me as I follow Mm -hmm. Christ. Yes. Like, it's not about, like, Oh, look at our church that did this. Look at this nonprofit that did this. Look at me. Because let me tell y'all, myself included, pride can get in the way of us being like, hey, what's on our platter that we're showing to people? Is it Jesus? Mm -hmm. Is it the gospel? Is it the good news? Or is it us? Yeah. And every single time, it always needs to go back to Jesus. Every time. Because if we're showing anything else but Jesus, which is what... We, again, as mankind, have done. That's why people get such a bad taste in their mouth yes. about God, Jesus, the church, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Because man will mess up every time. And Liz and I were talking about this. I wish that we could tell the whole world that. Like, don't look at us. Don't, yes. Like, don't look at us. Uh-huh. Look at us as we're trying to follow Jesus, but ultimately look at Jesus. Yes. Like, number one. Yes. Because we're going to mess up. We're going to let you down. We're really trying per- to perfect like our walk, our relationship with God, discipleship, all of that. But if you're looking at us, like just stop, don't Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) just stop right now. We can walk together hand in hand as we both look to Jesus. Well, The thing that Paul was saying, he was saying, follow me as I follow Jesus. He's he's headed in that direction. He didn't say, follow me because I follow Jesus. Yes. Those are very, those are very different things for sure. And so, um, I, I love just the action that, that comes with, how we are called to to carry out that great commission. The last part that I just want to bring some emphasis to is teaching, you know, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And it's not that teaching people to, to um on what the Lord has told you specifically, but to share the Lord's own words. It's like we can't we can't share an experience that we are um that we are unsure of. And so why why do we want to tell describe ice cream when, to somebody when we can give them a bowl of ice cream? Wow, that's a great analogy. One because we, we love, love ice cream, yeah. <laughs> but but for real, yeah. I mean, that's our job. Our job is not to is not to describe ice cream to people. It's to give them. It's the, well, it's sometimes the I feel like we have to like be a lawyer for Jesus or something, like because so many people have been jaded. Mm-hmm. in the past about religion and religious trauma is a real thing. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't have felt that because girl, if you've gone through church hurt or religious trauma, that's real. I'm so sorry. And that is real. And that's mm-hmm. because someone just got it wrong along the way. And yeah. the, and I pray that they get it right. I pray that they're convicted and I pray that you can start over again mm-hmm. and look at Jesus, not whoever, you know, gave you a bad taste in your mouth. But Um, let's talk about this, Liz, how discipleship is not a program. It's a process. What do you think about that? If there was a step-by-step program or step-by-step, like, 
instructions to becoming a great disciple, we would all be great disciples. That's so true. Like, who would think every every Christian oh, no, would be a great disciple? I'm a Christian, but I don't want to be a disciple. Like, no. Oh, and like, if you subscribe to the belief mm-hmm. and there was a 12-step program to becoming a disciple, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure everybody would have at least gone through that once, you know? Yeah, and it doesn't mean that everyone would have, you know, been successful their first time. We're not saying that it would have been perfect, but there wouldn't be so many questions. But the reality is that that discipleship is so much so much of it is based in, like we said, action, but also in your personal action and your personal decision. Yeah. In your personal, like when you make that decision to act upon what the Lord has told you to do, which as a disciple is to follow him. Well, what does it actually mean to follow Christ? Um, I think that this goes back to like our roots in Chosen Girl mm-hmm. from what inspired the word chosen Mm -hmm. of how so many Christians are living in complacency and, and I've been there too. Um, and sometimes I go back there for no apparent reason. If you think you're not going to go back there, honey, keep living. Right. You need a renewed, you know, subscribing to the belief of Christianity of knowing that Jesus is who he says he is. And the Bible is what it says it is, and believing, you know, God, Jesus, born of Virgin Mary, you know, all of the foundation stones of what would be considered like, yes, Sarah, you are a Christian. But living also in the reality of, I am not choosing God Mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. And facing the harsh reality of because of that, because of my complacency, because of my spiritual, you know, I'm just going to use this word. It sounds kind of harsh. Laziness. Yeah. That I'm not living the abundant life that God has for me. I may not be living in the peace or the joy. Y'all know this is, if you're an OG, this is the chosen message. Mm -hmm. So God calls us chosen, but I have to choose to have that title for myself every single day. Yes. So going back to the roots of chosen, we got our dip. Mm -hmm. Daily pursuit, which pursuit is literally the word following, a.k.a discipling every day um having your identity in christ and we're going to add a little disclaimer here not christ just being a part of your identity this is what confuses people about the church and about christians like you know like hey they said they were christian but this 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 and this and this and this a long list doesn't point me to Mm -hmm. them being a christian and y'all that's hard yeah it, well, it, the thing is, is that when you find your identity in Christ, you move from being a a friend, a wife, a daughter, a mother, and whatever, and a Christian. You move to being a a Christian wife, a Christian daughter, a Christian sister, yes. a Christian friend. It encompasses all of who you are. Because if you're following Christ's teachings, mm-hmm. what all the things that he did and said and encompassed in the Gospels, mm-hmm. when we look at his life, you're going to apply that to every part of your life. Mm-hmm. And if you think of it in the terms of being a Christian as being a disciple, it's kind of impossible to not let it encompass all of your life. Because mm-hmm. if you're faced with the decision of, Ooh, how am I going to handle this friend situation? You're obviously going to try, if you're following Christ, to handle it with the love, care, and wisdom and kindness Mm -hmm. that he did. Yeah. If your goal is to be like him. Right. 
which is the goal of a student trying to be like their teacher, trying to follow closely to the actions, reactions, patterns of their teacher. Mm -hmm. So it kind of eliminates that factor of Christianity just being like a Sunday, Wednesday night thing. Everyday thing. It's kind of a, yeah. You can't turn it off. Everyday thing. Yeah. Yeah. And thank God we can't. And then the last part is finding our purpose in him. Yeah. You know, that I think that's that, that action part is like, why, why do you ever, do you ever stop and you're like, what is it all for? Every <laughs> and it day. Sounds, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes like, y'all, let's just be real. Sometimes it's like that. You get into the mundane, the day in, day, day out. And you're like, Lord, what is it all for? Yes. This, the world is cumbersome. It's, the, its burdens are so heavy to bear and you're not supposed to carry them anyways. Yeah. And it leaves you wondering, what is it all for? Your purpose is for God alone. And yeah. that, and that is enough for sure. When you get to the point in your life and when you're, you're able to, when you choose, not just when you're able, but when you choose to look at the struggles of this world and instead of saying, God, why me? Like, why this have to happen? I wish it didn't, you know, and yeah. instead choosing to say this purpose was for God and that is enough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the mic just picked up on uh, that. That's Alyssa's hilarious. Alyssa's has something to say. Right. It said amen. <laughs> it said amen, girl. Yes. Um, but, you know, the verse in Luke 9, 23 and 24, Jesus is speaking here. And he says, if anyone would come after me, a.k.a. follow, a.k.a. if anyone would want to be my disciple, let him deny himself, mm-hmm. take up his cross daily, Mm-hmm. Daily. And follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Yes. And that's just a really awesome Jesus way of saying, like, we think that we know what's best for our life. Mm-hmm. But if we lay that down, Jesus is going to give us life in him that we could have never dreamed of. Well, I, in my, that's that's my translation. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I'm just, I'm looking at this, and if you want if you want life in Christ, you cannot live in yourself and in Christ. Yeah, one on the must be put to death. Yeah, you must put yourself to death. But the thing is, you've heard us say it a million times if you've been around here for long enough. But nothing that you do in the name of the Lord will return void. Yeah, you will save your life if you give it up. Yeah, and I mean we have. Sarah and I both, we have stumbled and it's not all roses all the time, but I have never once regretted giving, giving my life to, to Jesus Christ and making him the Lord and savior of my life. Yeah. And I've never once regretted anything that I did that he was calling me to do. Yeah. In fact, I have benefited from everything that he has instructed me to do. Yeah. Even the times that it was painful and it was hard or it was challenging or it was inconvenient or when it was daunting or when I felt awkward. When I obeyed him, never once have I regretted it. Never once have I looked back and said, oh, I wish I hadn't. Or, you know, it didn't really go as well as I hoped it would. Yeah. It's so everything that Jesus and and everything that God has planned for us is so much better than anything we can imagine. If you are willing to to pick up your cross Daily and yeah. follow Jesus. And I'll be completely honest with you, and this is not biblical. This is just from my experience. I have fallen in and out of discipleship because one of the words that comes from disciple is discipline because I've lost discipline. And 
I don't know if any of you guys could describe your relationship with God as kind of like a roller coaster where there's been points in your life where you're like, man, I'm in the word. I'm just, I feel God, God's presence with me when I need him. And I feel so close and I feel so empowered. And I like, you're on that spiritual high. Like maybe if you're ever like me and you, you ever went to like a church camp when you were a a teenager (laughs) or young adult and, and you have those moments and then you have those moments where everything seems to be going okay. And this is just for me. So don't let me project this on you, but when things start to go okay and you kind of start to slip a little bit and you're like, oh, well, everything's been going okay. And mm-hmm. I don't think I think this purposefully, but, you know, I'm good not to read my Bible today or I'm good not to talk to God today or I don't need to talk to God today. Ooh, like, let me show you all the darkest parts of my heart. <laughs> um, but seriously, you can become so complacent so easily. Yeah. And then before you know it, a few weeks go by, and I see myself, honestly, Liz, not responding in love. Wow. Yeah. I can totally see that. Mm -hmm. I find it harder to make decisions. Like, it's almost like I don't know what the easy choice would be, like, of, this is cheesy, but it's the truth of literally what would Jesus do here? How would Jesus treat this person? How would Jesus handle this decision Mm -hmm. or this predicament that I was in? Yeah. Because if I was in communion with God, if I was reading the wisdom of his word, all of, some of that, and I'm not saying all of the answers come easy because they most definitely don't, <laughs> but the little mundane stuff seems to become a little bit easier. Oh my gosh. They do. Because, because you're immersed in that wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And peace comes so much easier. Yes. Joy comes so much easier. Yeah. And I find that I lack those things when I'm not in discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, d- I don't know if that helps somebody to understand, like, you're not alone in that. Right. But I think that that's where that word discipline kicks in. Mm-hmm. Take up your cross daily and follow him. Because you know it's going to pay off. But in that moment, you're like, what could it hurt to not do that today? How many times has have your has your life been changed? And I'm not talking like these drastic events, but by one time things. Yeah. How many times is like that that one action? You know, I'm not talking about like a massive car accident or something or something tragic like that. But it's the daily actions that shape and change who we are. Absolutely. And I think about even like working out as a discipline or whatever. And mm-hmm. and if anybody has ever like had to try to build muscle or oh my gosh, even worse, stretching. Has anybody <laughs> had to I I remember I'm, I, I'm not athletic. I'm not athletic, <laughs> but when I was in the fifth grade I got the bright idea I want to be a cheerleader. And so and I cheered up until like my sophomore year of high school. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Pitiful, pitiful, pitiful. No, but like, I remember I watched all the other girls stretch and they would like put their nose to their knee. And I remember when I first tried to do that, I was like, oh no, oh no, (laughs) oh no, 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 no. Seriously. I was like, whoa. And then eventually you got there. I remember the day that I could like touch my face to my knee and I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. And that took like months yeah. Of stretching. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that it doesn't take long to get out of that flexibility. It doesn't take long at all. None. 
Not at all. <laughs> um, because actually I had stretched so much in like junior high and for some reason I got cocky and little Miss Thing didn't think that she had to stretch anymore and then she pulled a tendon doing <gasps> this jump thing. Oh no. Girl, yes, but I I was like, Oh yeah, I can you know, I can stretch. Yeah. I can like I was somebody. You like more you know confidence what I'm in your body than your yes. body had confidence in you. Right. right. <laughs> and then my tendon in my hip was like, No girl, you can't just extend me like this. Like uh-huh. I'm just like Bam, or yeah. something, you know? And I feel like the same thing is in our our spiritual discipline. Like, before you know it, over time, like, you can, you can look at these people and you can look up to their faith and you can look up to their strength mm-hmm. and the peace and the wisdom that they maintain. But that was a daily discipline. That mm-hmm. did not happen overnight. Right. And then you're able to do things that you didn't think you would be able to do. Right. That's true. That's very true. I I don't stretch to this day. <laughs> I I remember once upon a time when I used to be, I was I used to be flexible and it was because I just started stretching every day and let I'm sad to say that's no longer the case but that that same that muscle it's like yeah it needs training and um, especially as as we get into discipleship following the Lord learning how to help guide other Christians. Or, or other followers of Christ. Yes. And learning how to follow. I know for sure. Um, I know I think whenever we were talking to Mac and Ken's last week. Gosh, you know, we, they are so awesome. They really are. And, you know, she gave some really great advice about, hey, if you are if you are being discipled, that's that's also a thing, too. Even Absolutely. if you're far along in your journey, finding someone to help pour into you. And that means soaking up the wisdom that, that the Lord has given them. Yes. You know, as seeking seeking those examples of discipline and obedience that have that has helped bless their lives or even learning from the mistakes that they've made. But even in learning those mistakes, the action is that you won't go do the same. Yeah. Having the discipline not to do the same. Yeah. And so I think it's so important as we are looking as we're taking our daily steps to being a disciple, a true follower of Christ, that one, you know, we make Jesus our Lord and Savior. If you have For not sure. done that today, do not miss out. Absolutely. It is as simple as a conversation that you can have with God right now, wherever you are, and it will change your life. And Lord just means, Jesus, you're in charge. Mm-hmm. The things that you said, the way that you behaved, I want that type of behavior mm-hmm. and command and leading in my life. Right. Because Jesus is the way to God. That is why God sent Jesus to us Mm -hmm. for for that gift. Because our sins could not be paid any other way than through his sacrifice for us. Right. You're absolutely right. So that's that's first layer. Yeah, that's that's the first layer. Yeah. Make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life. Yay. (laughs) Yay, Jesus. The second thing that as we're becoming disciples is (laughs) we've written down... Do you believe in what the Bible says? But I asked the question, do you know what the Bible says? <laughs> like, I, oh I know. Gosh. I think back um, to a story that my dad used to tell me about my, my grandmother, um, which she was old when I was born. So that tells, you know. So he finally bought, after going to to, um, to seminary, he bought her a large print Bible so that she could Aww. easily read the word. And she, when he went back to Arkansas and saw her again, she said, do you know that they don't be talking to, they don't be reading out of the same, preaching out of the same Bible at the church where I'm going. Because instead of hearing someone paraphrase the word of God, she was reading it for herself. 
Wow. Do you actually know the word of God or do you think, or do you only know what others have said about the word of God? Yeah. If you are not getting in your Bible, if you're not reading for yourself, if you're not pursuing that daily relationship with with Christ, you will never really know. Yeah. And it's so easy. You, you will be deceived. If you've never seen a real Rolex, you, it is easy for someone to pull a false one on oh, you. Oh, girl, I wouldn't know. I don't even, I've never even seen one in real life, but it's just an example. <laughs> but you guys get it. <laughs> I'm not here. We're not trying to condemn you, but to invite you yeah. to dive into God's word as an individual and pursue that relationship. And what you will find as you dive into the word is that you will, you will recognize his word. You will be able to hear the, you will hear God speaking to you. Yeah. That's how you get to know. Well, his it's voice. literally God's words, right? Like it's the word of God. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally what we call the Bible. And guys, don't don't start a Genesis. I beg of you, please. Oh my god. Don't don't read it in order. Don't do that. <laughs> I repeat. <laughs> How many books do we say that about? <laughs> do not do that. If you want to know what Jesus did, said, how he acted, if you're gonna be a disciple mm-hmm. of Christ, girly, all you gotta read is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You'll learn everything you need that's to know. That's the about only Jesus. books that he is alive in, other than like you know, him being ascended into heaven and stuff. Right. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Jesus. That sounded really disrespectful. But like, that's where you see him living and breathing on this earth. The things that he did, the way that he loved people, the way he responded to confrontation. Like, yeah, I'm telling you, girl, it's in there and read it just like you're, you're reading, you know, a dialogue of someone even here today, because the way that he responded to things, guys, if you just read right over it, you're going to miss it. Yeah. Like read it with intentional ears mm-hmm. to hear and learn. Mm hmm. And soak it in because, I mean, sometimes we read right over, like, you know, Jesus was this guy flipping tables up in the church. And I'm like, if we actually visualize that in today's that church, that's pretty radical. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, read it with with ears ready to hear, ready to soak in. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing we wrote, you know, just kind of kickstart. Again, this is not a program. These are just some some reflection questions to get you started is are you okay with submitting to the commands, teaching, and lifestyle of Christ? Mm -hmm. Because that whole laying down your cross daily, that sounds really romantic and Christianese and churchy and awesome and like, yes, I'm ready, Lord. But basically what that means is, I repeat, are you okay with submitting to the commands, teaching, and lifestyle of Christ? Yeah. And, you know, that's... If you look at how Jesus really treated people and how loving and mm-hmm. and kind and radical he was, I'm like, why wouldn't we want that? Yeah. Like, he was such a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, one more topic I want to bring up before we close, because I know we're about out of time, is if you're, if you're listening and, you, and you've been a Christian for a while, like us, you know, Liz and I, we, we're so thankful that we had the honor of growing up in the church mm-hmm. around awesome Christian people. We're so thankful for that with our families and friends and church families. And, you know, you're wondering like, hey, am I a disciple? Yeah. Like you, you have that legit question. Well, you know, John thirteen thirty four gives us a little disciple thermometer, like a little... Yeah. Litmus test, a, if yeah, you will. That's a great way to say it. Um, a new commandment I give you that you love one another just as I have loved you. That's the that's this like 
status. I'm not. Try, I'm not trying to say status. I'm trying to say that's standard. Like, that's the standard. Yeah, Thank you, you, girly. Mm-hmm. You do. You always do. <laughs> so that's the standard is to love how Jesus loved, which is with the greatest love. Mm-hmm. You are to love one another. By this, this is the thermometer part. Mm-hmm. All people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Let me put this in layman's terms. If you want to know if someone is a follower of Christ, as you are a follower of Christ, look at how they love other people. Yes. How do you love it's not other just, people? Right. And if you want to know about yourself, look how do you look love at yourself? Other people? Yeah. Because it's not it's not just how well do they know the word? How much money do they give at church? How much time oh, do they volunteer at the at the at the food drive? Get in their business. I'm just saying, if you want it, it's more than what you, what you can give, but how much do you love? Yeah. That's it. So think about that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so daunting, but it's it's something, and it it sounds simple, but it is also, also complex. It's not always easy to show love to that person who did you wrong. Yeah. To love someone who um, intentionally hurt you or even accidentally hurt you or someone that you that you yes. care about or um, to love those who have even spoken out harshly and negatively against the God that we serve. Yeah, absolutely. Loving the people that disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Loving the people that are writing checks in the line at the grocery store and are taking forever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, seriously, guys. Like... Even in the small things. And, and if you guys, we have this linked in our um, book recommendations, but Everybody Always by Bob Goff, and I'm about to read his book, Love Does. Beautiful. But Wonderful. seriously, he tells a story about how he had just preached a sermon at this church, and this rental car company was taking forever. It actually made him miss his flight. And God said, I need you to gather from your bucket of patience here. <laughs> and he's like, you don't have to slap Jesus's name all over every action you do. If you love people, they're going to catch on and yes. it's going to start conversation. And eventually it's going to get back to Jesus mm-hmm. that that's where your love comes from. And apparently, long story short, he didn't act ugly to the rental car guy. He was very patient. He was very kind. He actually went above and beyond. And then the guy ran him down in the terminal or in the parking lot or whatever and was like, I loved your sermon on Sunday. <laughs> like, yeah. and he had no idea that he was even mm-hmm. a part of that church or in the audience. And he was like, man, I'm glad that I got on my bucket of patience right here because right. I was about to be mean to this guy. But they will know we're Christians by our love. You can talk all the talk you want to. You can give all you want to. You can strive. Strive, strive, strive in all the wrong directions with Christianity that are done in good faith, that Mm -hmm. are done with good intentions. But just like that verse in Corinthians, the love chapter says, if you do all of that, but you don't Don't love, love, you're the creaking of a rusty gate. You're Mm -hmm. the clanging of an annoying symbol. Yes. It's empty without love. Mm -hmm. So they're going to know we're Christians by our love. Mm -hmm. What's up? My, what's that one song from, um, oh, what's the one musical? Good morning, Baltimore. Oh, yeah, without, without love. love. Yes, that's what yeah. it is. That's so real. Life is like the seasons with no summer. Without love. Life is rock and roll without a drummer. <laughs> that's right. Wow. <laughs> you theater nerds. Oh, my gosh. So we go see a play with you when COVID's over. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when COVID's over. Oh, gosh. Okay. 
Well, well. (laughs) thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We hope that you enjoyed our talk about discipleship. We hope that you are mindful and courageous enough to ask the Lord to reveal in your own life how you can be a better follower of him and how you can help further his kingdom by how you love other people. And there's so much grace for you, girl. Mm -hmm. This is not a talk to be hard on us, but to inspire us. Yes, for sure. God is so good. Absolutely. He's got so much grace for us as we're following, as we're growing, Mm -hmm. as we're messing up, as we're getting back on track. Exactly. It's okay. Grace on grace. Absolutely. So next week, we're going to cover another facet of discipleship as we kind of dive a little bit deeper. This was just a good foundation layer to build upon what our friends with the Delight Girls um, shared with us last week. And we pray you guys have a great week. If y'all need anything, holler at us. We love getting emails from you. Prayer request, um, podcast, um, subject request, or just anything. If you just want to share some good news with us. We love hearing good news. I know. Absolutely. We consider you guys a part of our family. So let us know. All right, guys. Y'all have a great week. Bye. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.